Welcome to the Coffee and Catnaps Parenting Podcast, brought to you by Lake Country Sleep. I'm your host, Erin. I am a boy mom, avid coffee drinker, sleep consultant, and expert in early childhood development and education. I hope you enjoy today's show. Welcome to this episode of the Coffee and Catnaps Parenting Podcast. Today, I have one of my good friends and colleagues with me, Alyssa Beats. She is from Your Sleep Story, and today we are going to be talking about tips for traveling in the car with your little ones. Alyssa, welcome to the show. Thank you for having me. Alyssa, before we get started with our conversation today, would you mind sharing just a little bit of your sleep story with us? Yes, absolutely. So my sleep story started when my daughter was born. Um, I feel like we did not have your typical quiet sleeping baby. Um, Her entrance into, or my, I guess, entrance into motherhood was really challenging Um, we had a very colicky baby and it was just a really challenging first few months. It wasn't until we hired a sleep consultant and that's when everything changed. It was amazing how much of a difference, um, our little one was when she was getting the sleep that she needed. And so I thought that my sleep consultant has the coolest job (laughs) and I wanted to become one as well. And so that's how kind of the journey started. And here you are today helping other families with that same issue. Yeah. I love it. I feel like most consultants have either one of two journeys. It's either that one where they had hired someone and found out how life-changing it was firsthand, or they themselves, you know, struggled through it and learned a lot on their own and was like, I should do this. I can help people. So yeah, absolutely. (laughs) All right. So today you and I are talking about traveling with little ones in the car specifically. Um, I do have other episodes coming up. So stay tuned listeners um, about air travel, but today we're talking about traveling in the car. Um, And a lot of families are going to be doing that in the next few weeks to a month or so, just with the holidays coming up Um, here in the States, we have Thanksgiving, in oh my gosh like 10 days and then before you know it it's going to be Christmas, Hanukkah, Kwanzaa, all that stuff. So families are going to be getting together and we just want to help make your trip go as smoothly as possible. So our first tip is to try to leave at either nap time or bedtime if possible depending on the length of the car ride. So what does that look like, Alyssa? Yeah, so I typically recommend to my clients leaving during a time that your child is sleepy or should be sleeping. So leaving, you know, just before nap time or just before bedtime so that they're kind of in like a docile state, I guess you could say. Um, Something also that I recommend is actually leaving in the early morning hours. So you would wake your child up at like 4 a.m. You would plop them right into the car. The car would be packed ahead of time and you would leave during those early morning hours. What might happen is your little one might stay awake for an hour or so, but then they're going to drift back off to sleep. 
um, this has been really helpful for us when traveling for longer travels. Obviously, if you're only going for like an hour or two, you don't want to leave this early. But if you're doing like a full day traveling trip, um, I would definitely recommend this because it gives you more time to be able to have those stops during the day and just kind of gives you more time to get there before bedtime. Perfect. Um, so it's as simple as doing their bedtime or nap time routine. And then instead of putting them in their sleep sack in their crib, you are just going to buckle them into their car seat, um, turn on the sound machine, and hopefully, fingers crossed, they lull <laughs> right into sleep with the motion of the car. So um, we've had a lot of success, you know, leaving around nap times too. And we almost always try to plan our day um, of travel with naps, you know, in the back of our mind so that it's <laughs> somewhat of a quiet ride. Um, yes. And obviously, if you're not planning to nap your child until you get to your destination, um, and if it's only like an hour or two, um, my advice would be to not let them fall asleep in the car if you want them to sleep at your destination. Because we all know as moms that a 10 minute cat nap in the car can ruin a nap time. So if that's your goal, then just make sure you are pulling out all the stops to keep them awake. And we'll get into that later too. Um, but for a nap in the car, our next tip is to use a portable sound machine. Yeah, so I love this tip because it's a great way to replicate the sleep environment that your child may have at home. So if you have a sound machine that you currently use when they have an app or, or go down for bedtime, um, bringing something that's portable, something that's small, that signals it's time for sleep is going to be really helpful for them to be like, okay, this is different, but there's a few clues here that I should be sleeping. So one of my favorite ones um, is the Hush Yoga Sleep sound machine. Um, it's great because you're able to hook it onto something so it won't fly around in the car. And yeah, it just brings that sound into the car and it just makes it so that it's a clue for them. Um, one other thing though that I would recommend is if you don't have a portable sound machine and you have a, a car that allows Bluetooth, what you could do is actually download a white noise app onto your phone and then play it over the speakers. Now you don't wanna play it too loud, but this also would be helpful for them because then they're getting that white noise through the speakers. Great advice. I know that um, we actually had our portable sound machine die <laughs> during the middle <laughs> once, which that was my fault. I didn't have it charged before you left. So there's an, a, a caveat to this one, make sure it's fully charged. Um, but we would just stream some yeah. white noise, I think over, um, Spotify or something and it worked well. So, um, there's your backup, mm -hmm. plan. <laughs> but always yeah. try to have that portable sound machine yeah. fully charged and ready to go. Um, another thing I noticed when we, so my boys end up staying at our in-laws at my parents occasionally. And when I, we have the, the hatch sound machines and we have them programmed, um, to come on at certain times and Bram's is the newer version and it would actually turn on in his little bag in the car. And I could hear it because, um, it's 
that version of the hatch was uh, battery operated as well. So it would work if it was plugged in, but then it would also kick on whether it was plugged in or not. So that was kind of funny to learn that if okay. I'm that along, that's going to automatically turn on during their nap time. So I thought that was funny. Yeah. <laughs> um, okay. So that also brings us to our next tip. So make sure that because we want your baby to sleep and get a decent nap in, in the car that you are not making too much external noise. Make sure you bring some earbuds or headphones so that you can still listen to your music, your podcast, <laughs> the coffee and catnaps parenting podcast, <laughs> enjoy your time in that nice quiet car ride. Um, and don't wake your baby until they're ready to be woken. Um, okay. So what about when we want to keep your baby awake or when they do wake up, what's our next tip? Yeah. So actually, before we go into the next tip, can I add one more thing oh, for the bringing the earbuds? Yes. Yeah. So one of my favorite things too is bringing headphones is this is really helpful if you have a older child in the car, or maybe you have like a family of three and you have a baby that needs to be sleeping, but you also need to have your older children be, um, occupied so having some like special tv time some special screen time with those earbuds or headphones is going to be really helpful and when the baby naps then the older children get that screen time so it's going to be helpful because they'll be quiet and occupied and then the baby will be able to sleep such a great tip yeah. so headphones for everyone <laughs> yes yes so the next tip is having to do with bring a bin of toys um, we want to make sure that your baby stays awake when it's not nap time. And so bringing a bin of toys for baby, but also for like toddlers and the older kids as well, will be really helpful. Um, some of my favorite toys for, I would say like toddlers would be coloring, um, things that don't get too messy in the car. Um, for babies, it would be like board books and stuffed animals. And honestly, for my kiddos, the things that have been the most interesting to them is not even toys at all. So get creative with what's in your car. Um, I know my kids loved playing with the tire pressure gauge <laughs> or yeah, just anything that is not a toy. So you want to bring those toys, but once you've exhausted kind of all of your options there, you still have so much more in your car. Um, so keep that as a reminder. And another thing that I love for, I would say like the toddler age where they don't really understand hours or minutes. Um, one of the things that my mother-in-law taught me actually was to take a ball and you wrap string around it. So let's say you're going for like a six hour trip. Um, you would every half an hour have a different color string. And what you could do for your toddler is every half an hour they could unravel a certain color of string and then when you're getting closer and closer the ball is getting smaller and smaller so it's just a good indication of okay we're getting closer to our destination even though they don't understand minutes or hours that's great and it keeps those little hands busy I love that yeah <laughs> so to go along with that some of the things we love um, for reference my boys are 20 months and three years old right now and uh, both of them love this like busy board we have. So it basically has snaps, zips, uh, clips, basically things they can do and undo buttons, 
Uh, I think there's like a shoelace on there too. Obviously they can't tie shoes yet, but they can play with the lace. Um, so that keeps them occupied for a while. <laughs> and then those poppet things, Bram has recently gotten into that. I don't know if you've seen those, but it's like you push on one side yes. and get over and push the other side. So another, yeah, we have some in our car. <laughs> Perfect. All right. So we also, our next tip, want to make sure that we are planning for extra stops, especially with probably babies who are a year and younger, planning to stop every few hours to keep feeds on schedule, right? Yeah, I would definitely recommend that. So always, you know, pulling over for breastfeeding or bottle feeding um, if you're able to. And also just letting them roam around too is helpful because they're going to be sitting in that car seat for a long time. So we want to make sure that they have a chance to roam around on the grass if it's nice out or, you know, you could help them walk around the car. Um, yeah, I think that's really important. Mm -hmm. If you have the, the time to make a stop and maybe even pick up food and go to a park and eat, the kids can get out and run for a little bit, play on the playground for like 15, 20 minutes, and then you're back in the car and they're somewhat <laughs> more comfortable yeah. and settle in. So we found that really helpful. Obviously, you can't do that around here in the middle of winter. Um, and not yeah. every trip lends that kind of um, leniency. But if you're able to, just try to plan that. Um, swing into a sub shop, pick up some sandwiches, and then go to a park um, and let the kids play bur and burn off some energy. You know what? One of the things that we always have in our vehicle is a football and a soccer ball. <laughs> and even if you can't get to a park, um, what you can do is just like hang out in the parking lot or in a strip of grass and just have your kids like kick and play. Or um, we like to do like how many jumping jacks can you do or how many times can you run around the car? And it doesn't matter what type of movement. You're just trying to get them moving because <laughs> you know that they're going to be in the car for a lot longer. Yes, I love that. Um, one other thing we love to do is just like race to different trees. So if there's an area oh. you're parking lot with trees, run to that tree, run to that tree. It's great. They love it. So yeah. Oh, okay. That's awesome. So we want to plan for those stops. You don't, you're already going to be kind of off kilter for your day with just it being a travel day. You don't necessarily want to be off kilter with every part of the day. So if it's possible to keep the nap schedule up while you're traveling and the feeding schedule um, aligned while you're traveling, that is most ideal for your child. So just some things to keep in mind. And then our last tip is if you have a younger baby to use the pacifier. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I would definitely recommend this. Um, definitely for like ages four and younger, I always recommend using the pacifier. Um, even if you have a baby that doesn't necessarily use the pacifier during like at home, I would say, if they would take it in the car, I would definitely bring it along with you because there's nothing like sitting in a car with a baby crying. <laughs> and if only you had that pacifier with you. So yeah, yeah I definitely recommend bringing a couple in the car with you. At four months and younger, you know, that bin of toys isn't going to go very far. The pacifier is probably where it's at. So make sure yeah. <laughs> that not only do you bring one, but a few 
just in case one gets thrown out of the car seat or falls out of the car, yep. open the door, uh, bring a couple along so that you have enough ammo. <laughs> yeah, I totally agree. Yeah. All right, Alyssa, it was so yeah. great chatting with you today. Thank you for joining yes. us. Yeah, Where thanks for having me. People find you and connect with you online. Yeah, so my Instagram handle is your sleep story. Um, same thing with Facebook. And then I do have a website as well. It's yoursleepstory.ca. Um, so you can reach out to me through either Instagram or I have a contact area on my webpage. And that way you can book a free 15 minute discovery call just to chat, see what, um, how we can work together and if it would be a good fit. And then one more thing that I have actually, that would be really helpful to families. I have a Your Sleep Story membership, and it's basically a monthly membership where you can join, get um, sleep support, and then it also has a whole bunch of videos and educational topics inside. So like early morning wakes, short naps, night weaning, all that good stuff. And I'm right there supporting you through Facebook. And you put out new content on a monthly basis for that, I, right? I do. Yeah. So I put out videos, PDFs. Um, I've basically tried to have information for families that will be helpful as they transition um, through like zero to five years of age. I love that. A great resource for families for sure. So I will make sure that all of that is linked in the show notes for you. And as always, if you need other sleep information or help, make sure you check out Lake Country Sleep on Facebook, Instagram at lakecountrysleep.com. All right. We will see you guys next time. If you found today's episode of the Coffee and Catnaps Parenting Podcast helpful, relevant, timely, relatable, we hope that you subscribe to the show, follow along, leave us a five-star rating and review, and share this with your friends. Your ratings and reviews help grow the show so that we can bring this awesome resource to parents everywhere.